We're on a mission from God. And now for something completely different. Welcome. Uh, I am Pastor Matt Youngblood Clark, coming to you from Ascension Lutheran Church, where I serve as pastor here in beautiful South St. Louis. And I am Pastor Jolly John Lekomsky, coming to you from Wraithens, Illinois, at least for another couple of weeks. And this is Wrestling, Wrestling with, with the, the Basics. basics. Uh, Matt, do you know what a Leatherman is? A Leatherman? I do know what a Leatherman is, that the multi-use tool. And and I like to think of, of wrestling with the basics as kind of being a a a, a multi-use tool, uh, like a leatherman. Uh, because I mean, we do have we do have just a, a fine Bible uh, study. We we have uh, I think some of the best theological uh, content you're going to find anywhere in Christian radio. But I think we also try to provide uh, our listeners with some practical insights as well. And if you don't mind, I'd like to start off with one of those today. Oh, that, yeah, the Leathermen of Christian Radio, uh, rest of the basics. <laughs> yeah, cool. That's right, Matt and John, the Leathermen of Christian Radio. Uh, well, people are going to be doing a lot of activities. Summer's coming up, and so I thought we could do some consumer advice uh, on, on our show All right. as well. I'm sure our um, listeners will appreciate that. Well, kind of reflecting, you know, I, I think people can learn from from my mistakes. Um Man, they could learn a lot, couldn't they? <laughs> I'm a veritable fountain of knowledge. It comes to learning from mistakes. When you put it that way, John. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so did, did you guys get to see Hamilton? When, we when, we when did, it was... yeah. So we yeah. saw it the first time they were in St. Louis. We were able to get tickets, and uh, we were in the very last row of the Fox Theater. <laughs> uh, but, yes, we, we were in. We Yeah, we enjoyed it. So apparently your wife has some connections there because she works for Concordia Publishing House, one of the big industries, because I couldn't get tickets the first time they were here. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know how she got them. Um, she was wheeling and dealing somehow, John. But yes, <laughs> she got us in. Well, we, we had to wait. I think this is like the third or fourth time they've been in St. Louis. But we, well, now here's the problem. My grandkids wanted to go see Hamilton. And, and so I, I got tickets I, for, well, I. I thought we were going to have a great time seeing Hamilton. But when we got there, and rather than being a rap musical about one of our, our nation's fathers, it turned out it was a musical about a 2,000-pound uh, pig. <laughs> okay? Really, John? Yeah. Well, and see, here's what I'm That's saying. Surprising. Well, you, you should look at your tickets. You really, when you go to buy things, you should be very, very careful. You should really look closely at your tickets. Because I looked at the ticket, and I realized what had happened. Because our tickets were actually for... Ham a ton, ham a ton. Really, John? Ham yeah. a ton? Yeah, not Hamilton, but ham a ton. Yeah. Uh, although the kids enjoyed it, I mean, you can't get wrong with a two thousand pig live in a theater. <laughs> well, yeah. I... In fact, it might have actually been better than the actual Hamilton itself. <laughs> I, I don't know. Pleaser. I have not seen Hamilton, uh, but. Uh, 
And for for those of us that are groaning right now over the Hamilton uh, pun, please remember you could have had a knock knock joke this morning. <laughs> so. It could have been worse. <laughs> yeah. Have been worse. I, yeah, I think you know. I think we just came up with two new taglines for Rushing the Basics. Yeah, yeah. With the Leatherman of Christian Radio and. It could have been worse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. We'll need to use that the next time we record a promo. Rest of the basics, it could have been worse. <laughs> it could have been something from, from Pastor John's knock-knock calendar. So. That's right. Count yourselves fortunate, folks. <laughs> and, and before people say, I don't think it can be any worse, <laughs> what what have you got for us today? Something better than Hamilton, I hope. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, something better because it's not from it's not from you or I, John. So it's yeah. it's it's from God's word. So it is bound to be infinitely better. So uh, <laughs> that's yeah. true. Let's let's get into it. Infinitely so, uh, is the operative operative word. Yes. So what, what what are we doing? What are we doing, Matt? Well, we are going to be in Acts chapter eleven. So uh, if you're at home uh, listening along, please uh, we invite you to turn to Acts chapter eleven if you have your Bibles handy or if you have it on your. But but, but not if you're listening in your car. No, <laughs> okay, no. keep your hands on the wheels. Just, just listen. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Uh, just listen. So uh, as we look at Acts chapter eleven, uh, the the question I think that comes up in Acts chapter 11 is when it comes to the church, when it comes to, to being a Christian, uh, who's in and who's, and who's out. out. Okay. Who's in, who's out. All right. So you, you, when we think about our world today, that's kind of how it works. There's certain clubs, there's certain organizations, right, where you have to meet certain criteria to really be in. Uh, if you meet them, you're in. If you don't meet it, you're out. You're out of luck, right? Do you have an example of this, Matt? I'm glad you asked, John. I've got two examples. Oh, okay. <laughs> so so here's a couple examples. So the first one is the uh, Martin Baker Ejection Tie Club. <laughs> All right. Tie Club. The tie okay. Club, yes. So you got to earn this tie, though, John. All right. All this right. necktie. So to be in this club, you have to be a, a pilot who has activated your Martin Baker ejection seat. <laughs> I mean, you shot out of an airplane. And, of course, live to tell people about it. So if, if you've done that, then yeah. the, the good people at the Martin Baker ejection seat manufacturer a company uh they will give you a necktie uh, to commemorate the event it has the red triangle on it that signifies an ejection seat uh and apparently there's about six thousand people who are part of this ejection tie club already so do you, so, do you think you people are pushing the ejection button just to get the free tie matt you know, it's a free tie john i don't know maybe so <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad to know what the sign looks like for the ejection button because I'm thinking, man, I might have ejected out of a plane thinking I was calling for service or something. <laughs> <laughs> Stewardess, <laughs> no. don't okay. it as a red triangle on it. Don't, don't push it. Don't push it. Okay. Oh. Here's just one more. There, there's the uh, luxuriant flowing hair club <laughs> for scientists. Uh, so it's it's kind of self self explanatory uh, to be in this club. You know, a couple requirements. You have to have long, luxuriant, flowing hair. It has to be at least shoulder length. And then you have to be a scientist of some sort. Uh, so to get in the club, you just got to take a picture of yourself. You got to <laughs> prove your credentials somehow. And, uh, and you're it. Uh, Can I find this online somewhere in, ca in case I want to uh, register? <laughs> yeah, you bet, John. Yeah, because you know, I do have the long flowing hair, and I, I've done some science experiments in my life. <laughs> there you go. You could yeah. be in. I don't know if you get a free tie or not, but 
least would would have bragging rights of being in that club. <laughs> of being in the. Uh, but by the way, I, I, this reminds me of Groucho Marx. Marx's joke. He said, "I wouldn't want to belong to a club that would accept me as a I member." Accept- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Nice. So. The point is, you're either in or you're out, right? Uh, so you have to meet certain requirements to be in or else you're out of luck. You're out. You don't stand a chance. Um, so I would not be in either one of those clubs. <laughs> I do not meet those requirements. I am out, out, out. Uh, so, again, all this is just a, to, to just point to the fact that that was the question in the reading from Acts chapter 11. Who's in, who's out? That's what people are wondering. Uh, who's in and who's out specifically when it comes to the church. No, no like, wait a second. Being a I yeah. thought I thought the Bible says God loved the world. Well, yeah, I, exactly, John. You know, for God so loved the world, right? Uh, and you know, what else does he say? You know, go and make disciples of all nations. All nations. You know, he doesn't yeah. leave anyone out. So, what's the problem here? What's going well, on? Well, that's that's a good question. What's the problem? Um, the, the hang up for those who are, are questioning who's in and who's out isn't uh, you know long flowing hair as a requirement, but their requirement is someone needs to be circumcised to really be in, okay. to really be in the church. And, and we might think, well, that sounds weird. Why, why would you need to be circumcised? We, you're, no. you know, we're not checking people at the door to be if they're circumcised. Yeah, no, no problem for me. I'm Today. circumcised. If that's it's fine with me, I can go with that. <laughs> John's in, everyone. <laughs> that's right. Um, so, so that is that's the requirement because because um, that is closely associated with being. An observant Jew, right? So, so God did. He did command that to, to Abraham, and that would be a sign of this covenant circumcision, um, and that's something for generations they had done. So, so you can kind of understand how these Jews, and again, we remember the the first Christians by and large were Jews. Uh, you can understand how they were Jews, uh, and and still are culturally. Yet they've become Christians, followers of Christ. But they begin to reason these Judaizers or this circumcision party that, well, other people need to do the same thing. If you're really going to be in, uh, you got to be a Jew. You got to be circumcised before you can really be a Christian, before you can really be someone who is pleasing to God. So they start to criticize Peter here in chapter 11 because Peter's been hanging out with Gentiles. Oh, no, you're kidding me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Oh well, now yeah, I don't know. I know. I know. So these, so the the circumcision parties are called. Um, they're critical of of Peter. You know, the disciple Peter, right? Um, and and Peter really makes a, a defense for himself here too. So I, what I've I, heard, I've heard some things about Peter. It's all beginning to fit together now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I know yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, Peter. I know Peter has a you know, checkered past, right? Granted, right? You bet. Yeah. But, but Peter's right this time. So here, uh, okay. verses one through three, if you could read that, John. Now, the apostles and the brothers who were throughout Judea heard that the Gentiles also had received the word of God. So when Peter went up to Jerusalem, the circumcision party, that's who you're talking about, yes. criticized him, saying, you went to uncircumcised men and ew, you ate with them. <laughs> Did you like my little emphasis there? Yeah, I appreciate the uh, emphasis. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Next time this comes around the lectionary, we'll read it like that and, and worship. 
That's right. Well, because that's the problem. You're not supposed. Gentiles are unclean. They're unclean. You shouldn't have anything to do with them. Yes. You don't certainly sit down and eat with them. And, and and if you do have contact with them, well, then you you go wash your hands. Yeah, well, you that's know, the thing. that's it what makes you, do. you unclean. Even, even before thing, yeah. even before COVID, you'd have to wash your hands. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Social yeah. distancing. That's what we're calling for here. Yes. Yeah. Uh, stay distance from the Gentiles. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Peter, Peter's guilty. He's been spending time with Gentiles, uh, especially this guy named Cornelius and his family. Um, he's shared the word of God with them even. He's told them that God is, is their God and Jesus is their Savior. Um, he's guilty as charged. Uh, but, but we begin to see the problem here. Um, it goes deeper than just circumcision, you know, when you think about it. Because what, what the circumcision party is saying is you have to meet some kind of criteria to really be in. And specifically, you got to do something yourself to really be in. You, you got to be circumcised. You got you to gotta be good enough. You got you to gotta do something to really be in. And the, the problem with that is, the deeper problem is, Boy, that that takes the you know the the glory away from Jesus. Um, if if we have to do something to contribute to salvation, really being in the church, well, then all of a sudden, yeah, Jesus' death and resurrection it's it's not quite enough. Uh, the call of the gospel, the work of the Holy Spirit, and His claiming us in baptism. Well, that's not quite enough. We got to do something else, like be circumcised, for instance, to really be in. And Peter, he knows that that way of thinking is just completely wrong. I, I can I can give you a real life example of that. All right, good. Uh, just from this last weekend, we were visiting with a friend of uh, uh, my wife Lynn's, and and she was saying that in a church she was going to, they said to her that she would need to be immersed, that she couldn't uh, be in the church unless she not just baptized, but she had to be immersed uh, for her to be a member of that church. Yeah, exactly. Great example. So to really be in, you got to go underwater. You you got to yeah. get yourself baptized in a certain way, and and again, that's just adding to to God's word, adding to adding to His promises. And uh, no, no, that's that's not it. Um, so you know, when we think about who's in, who's out, great example. And I wonder if there's other ways in which we make those distinctions in the church today too. You know, here in Acts eleven, it's it's. Cultural reasons, right? You got to be a, a Jew. You got to be circumcised. Um, but for us today, too, I wonder if that that plays a part in it too. Those cultural distinctions. You know, does a person have to, you know, have the right skin color, or be the the right culture, or speak the right language uh, to really be in to really be in the church? Um, and I think that that's a temptation for us to to have that same. Same attitude, and then for us to be the ones who decides who's in and who's out. Um, there and, was a, and, and that's that's. I'm sorry, I didn't interrupt you, but that's a real issue for you because you have a lot of people from uh, different ethnicities. Uh, uh, you've got immigrant families and things. You're serving a oh, wide yeah. variety. Um, you bet. Yeah. Yeah. So especially when you think of you know, boy, those who are refugees or immigrants, and you know, the, the, you know, they speak a different language. They they uh, dress differently all these different things. And I, I think sometimes we, we ask, well, why can't they be a little more like, like me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> why can't they be more like us, right? And, and well, yeah, not, probably not like you, but, well, but yeah. like people in general. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we don't everyone run around with a bald head, man, no, honestly. We don't, we, you know, <laughs> That'll we, be the next not. requirement, right? You have to be bald. <laughs> if everyone is like me, we'd be in trouble, John. <laughs> 
I, I like how uh, this quote from from Doug Rutt in Concordia Journal, he, he says uh, he says this. He says, uh, the gospel must be presented in a way that does not require a person to become German or an American <laughs> or any nationality to be a Christian. And he's uh, so right, you know, that, uh, boy, you know, it's not about being a, you know, having a certain skin color or a certain nationality or a certain background uh, before you can be a Christian. Um, now, wait a second. Hold on. You've gone from preaching to meddling. Uh -oh, Are you telling uh -oh. me that, that they don't have to like sauerkraut? Is that what you're saying to me? That's right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. yeah, you don't have to like sauerkraut and oompa bands to be a to be real Lutheran, church. right? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, and that's the thing. We've got Luther, you know, German Lutherans, we got Scandinavian Lutherans, plenty of those, especially up north. You're headed to Minnesota soon, John. I'm sorry. Oh, man. Those people, Scandinavians those people eat Lutefisk. I don't yes. know how we can let them in the church. They eat Lutefisk. Yeah, oh, no. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, you know, and that's great. We can celebrate that. Hey, thanks be to God. We're in sauerkraut, we're in Lutefisk, you know, great. But again, it, we dare not make that a requirement to be Christian or or to be Lutheran. Uh, no, 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 that's not how it works. Um, so, so Peter addresses that and he shares with them this vision that the Lord himself gave to Peter uh, in verses four through uh, four through 10. If you could read those verses, John. But Peter began and explained it to them in order. I was in the city of Joppa praying and in a trance, I saw a vision something like a great sheet descending, being let down from heaven by its four corners, and it came down to me. Looking at it closely, I observed animals and beasts of prey and reptiles and birds of the air, and I heard a voice saying to me, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. But I said, By no means, Lord, for nothing common or unclean has ever entered my mouth. But the voice answered a second time from heaven, What God has made clean, do not call common. This happened three times, and all was drawn up again into heaven. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. So, yeah, strange vision. Yeah, it's, it's a sheet with all sorts of animals on it. Uh, Peter's told to kill and eat, and he says, well, no, no way. And he, Peter, you know, he knows that these, these foods are unclean, not kosher, right? And then the Lord himself uh, says from heaven, uh, what God has made clean, do not call common. So this, this vision is about more than just food, okay? A lot more. It's about people. It's about people. Uh, who's in and who's out? And that the fact that who's the one that decides that? Well, God, God himself. Uh, what God has made clean, do not call common. You know, so if, if God says that the Gentiles are included in his plan of salvation, that they're in the church, well, then they're in. God's the one that gets to decide. Uh, and I think for, for me and you, John, and for probably most of our listeners, that's really, really good news because guess what? Uh, we're Gentiles. Yes. <laughs> you know, yes. We, we, we would not be part of the in crowd, you know, the, the, the Jewish, you know, uh, uh, in crowd. We would be outsiders. And, and the good news is, is that in this vision, God is sharing that nope, the Gentiles are in, the nations are in. And that includes you and me and includes our listeners. So this is this is good news for us. So, uh, so he has this vision, and then uh, I, you know, if you could just read John um, verses eleven and twelve as well. 
And behold, at that very moment, three men arrived at the house in which we were sent to me from Caesarea. And the Spirit told me to go with them, making no distinction. These six brothers also accompanied me, and we entered the man's house. Yeah, so it's talking about Cornelius, who's a Gentile, and, and God sends Peter specifically to him. But that, that line, especially in, in verse 12, the Spirit told me to go with them, making no distinction, no distinction. Uh, you know, it, it reminds me of uh, Romans chapter 3, where, where the Apostle Paul writes then, uh, there's no distinction, he says, no difference, no division, no distinction. And he goes on to say, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is ours in Christ Jesus. So, you know, again, that, that, that phrase, no distinction, I think is important. Everyone's sinful, right? Everyone's fallen short. I don't care where you're from or who you are, what culture you're from, you've fallen short. You're a sinner. But yet also there's no distinction that that all have that redemption, right? Jesus has died and rose for all for our redemption, no matter who we are. No distinction. And I think that that's an important phrase for us too. And there's no in, there's no out. There's no distinction. <clears throat> well, and and that, that's precisely because, like you said, because there is no distinction in terms of how we all begin. It's not like some of us start out being better than others. Yeah. Or the person that was immersed by baptism is somehow better than the person that was just sprinkled by baptism. We all start off being conceived in sin and born in iniquity. But like you said, the really good news here is we all have the same total and complete and absolute forgiveness of sins uh, in Jesus Christ from his suffering and death and resurrection. Exactly, exactly. And I think one of the one of the places where we see that, you know, for us as as creedal Christians um, is the, the Apostles' Creed. So when you think of the Apostles' Creed, what do we confess? I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, right? Right. Um, but but I don't know, you know, when you were growing up, John, way back when. <laughs> and you, yep. you were in the dinosaur days. Yeah. In the I, dinosaur I, days, you're, you're, yeah. you're probably using the Lutheran hymnal. Yeah. And I, I, I think it, it not only said the Holy Christian Church, but some translation says the Holy, do you remember the Holy Catholic? Catholic, Catholic Church. Yeah. Even. Yeah. And really, that's even in our, our newest hymnal, there's a little a little asterisk there indicating that that was from the ancient text as Catholic. And again, that doesn't mean Roman Catholic. We're not talking about that denomination of, of Christians, another church body. But it's talking about Catholic in terms of, the word means universal. It means universal. Um, so when we confess that, I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, it's saying I believe in that. The universal church, so the, the, the Christian church um, transcends borders and languages and cultures. Uh, it's here in the United States. It's in Canada and Mexico. It's in Ukraine. You know, it's it's uh, it, it's it's everywhere where there's you know word and sacrament and there's Christians. It's universal, and I think that's that's an important element to to remember too. That that's one of the things that we confess that it's universal. That the, the church. It's not about who's in and who's out. No, it's. It's for all, because Jesus came to save all. Uh, so that's that's something that we confess every time we say the creed. We know that. It's in our theology. It's in our creed. But sometimes we, we kind of forget it. And sometimes we do act as though some are in, some are out. Um, but no, no, the, the, the universal, the, the Catholicity of the church, that's important to keep in mind, too. 
Well, well, I think the problem is, Matt, when we look at the visible church, the church we can see there are so many divisions and there are so many different denominations. And sad to say, a lot of those divisions have to do with culture and ethnicity, whatever that word is. <laughs> uh, but but see, that's the truth. The, the real church is just the church that believes in Jesus Christ as their Savior. And we can't see that church all the time, but that is what the church is. Yeah, so. you bet. <clears throat> the Church of Revelation 7, from all nations and tribes and languages and peoples. Oh, yeah. You know, I think as we as we wrap up, I think just a, a message just for our listeners, whoever they are listening, um, is, is, you know, when it comes to being in the church, when it comes to being in heaven itself, you know, take comfort and joy in knowing that God wants you in. He wants you in, whoever you are. Uh, oh, oh Matt, a, Matt, Matt, I'm sorry, because yeah. you just, it's just struck me. Yeah, God makes no distinction, does he? Yes. Yeah, exactly. that's what we should do, but that is what he does. Yeah. Yeah, whether we, we might fail to do that at times. Yeah. We make distinctions, but not God, right? He wants you in. And it's and, and when it's and it's not about being circumcised or uncircumcised or Jew or Gentile or you know, a certain culture or nation. Uh, you're in for another reason, and that's what's so important, uh, because God wants you in. And because he's called you by the gospel, because he's claimed you in holy baptism, and ultimately it's it's by his grace. Uh, it's through faith in, in his son, Jesus Christ, uh, that you're in. So find comfort in that and rejoice in that, that, that God makes no distinction. He wants you. This has been Wrestling, Wrestling with, with the, the Basics. The basics. <laughs>